This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every single Sunday you get a bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen coming to you. If you give at the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club. Also, that very first month that you sign up at the $10 level, you get a map of Says Whovia mailed to you as well. It is amazing. Look at me. And we don't talk about it enough. You look can go me. to pay. I'm not looking at you. Look at me. You can go. I'm. My eyes are closed and I'm also looking at the ceiling. You look at me. can go to patreon.com slash says who and sign up. You didn't look at me. I did. I was dancing. At this point, I do that whole thing without ever even beginning to look at the screen. He looks. You've conditioned me. He when he starts doing that, you guys, he looks up like he is a prophet looking at the mountaintop <laughs> or something. It's just like I see the glowing orb. Yeah, it's like he's, off he's like, to the side and up like a wizard look kind of. Yeah. That's what oh, I that's call the wizard. Beard. Wizard face. That's the beard. Wizard Any face. Look is a wizard look. Hey, Dan, you know what? Huh? Books. Hey, I like books. I love them. Yeah, they're great. I cannot look. What haven't what haven't I told you guys? You know about my books. I'm writing a new Stevie Bell mystery. And you can read it without having read the others, but if you I mean, look, you know do I why do I even tell them? Well, because you want to sell books. I don't want to sell books. I just want to encourage reading. Okay. I don't feel right Via about selling books. Books. But that's if you're a, buy them, that's a funny stance to take. I, Dan, trust me, many people have had conversations with me about it. Yeah. I do and I don't. Like whenever people buy one of my books, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like just, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, like what? Did I, and they're like, no, I wanted to do it. Oh, God. Oh, it's the worst. And they're puzzled. Yeah. Books. Seems correct. If you would like to make Maureen go a bunch, you don't have to purchasing books on the internet. You can just go to kickbezosintheballs.org and that will bring you to a spot on bookshop.org where you can buy Maureen's books or my books or books we've mentioned on the podcast or just use the search bar and get any other book you want. That is at kickbezosintheballs.org. Speaking of things on the internet, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and get Says Who merchandise. Coming soon, I know I said this last week, but I swear it's coming soon, we will have a whole slew of It's All Around You, our 2022 phrase, merch for sale. Not yet, but soon. It's all around you in 2022. I like how it rhymes. I like that part. It's nice. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hello? Oh, 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 God. Oh, what, what is, hello? Who? Steve! Uh, is that you? Oh, I thought it, what, what? This is a, well, why are you calling? Rudy. What? Rudy, first, okay. First of all, what? as usual. You called me. You called me. I Second, didn't call you, Steve. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, nothing's wrong with, uh, with me. Oh. Nothing's wrong. I'm good. Everything's uh, everything's fine, Steve. Well, yeah. so what are you What are you calling for? Oh boy. All right. Well, clear. Clearly, you're sick. Uh, not sick. I'm I'm just a little. Uh, you know, we got a little bit of the old. Uh, you know, the old hairy dog. Hair a little bit of the old morning after, you know. I believe that. Late, that uh, late last night, just a little. <coughs> it was a little bit of, you know, a little bit of the old, the old dirty eyeball. A little bit of the. You uh, you been going out a lot, Rudy? Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah. You know, that time of year, you go, you go out. That's what a person does in January, right? <laughs> you just go out. I was uh, just last night. I was at the water park. And, uh, yeah. 
good time doing a little bit of the old, you know, slip and slide, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, you've been going to uh, restaurants there, Rudy? Uh, oh, of course, I was what I be eating. Yeah. And let me tell you, Steve, uh, I'm in good. Uh. Yep. Uh, Rudy, uh, you have a little cough you've developed there? Uh... Uh, it's not. It's nothing. It's not. Oh, it's nothing. Nothing, Steve. Hey, uh, just a little bit of, you know, just a little something. Um, Rudy, um, you, uh, you have COVID. Ah, it's not, I already had COVID, Steve. I only get that one time, remember? I got that, I got that, I got that natural immunity, they say. Yeah, you're a very healthy man, Rudy. Um, you have COVID and, um... (laughs) Every time you start laughing, every time he farts, I think that's the end of it, Dan. (laughs) I just go, and I see you cover your mouth. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's the way it comes in after a bunch of other noises. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> Welcome to Says Who. Welcome to Says Who. Okay. It's gotta, different this time. Got to finish the thought, though. Podcast is a podcast. That sounds great. It's a coping strategy. <laughs> I'm Dan Sinker. Oh. <sighs> I'm lightheaded. Maureen John. I. Oh. Funniest thing in the world. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, Maureen. Want to talk about stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole episode. <sighs> oh, remember when we used to interview reporters? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Well, so New York Times, tell us about your algorithm. And now, <laughs> anyway, guys, you could just do this for an hour. <laughs> no, we got to talk about stuff. Then I got to talk about some sick some things. Don't make the noise. Okay. Don't make the noise because if you do. I'm going to keep making my noise and then I'm going to wake up the dog and then it's all going to go to shit. And and Oscar is in there having some sort of really important meeting on the phone with like 200 people and I'm supposed to kind of be taking care of the dog. And I just really need her to nap right now because it is also like 90 below zero outside. Yeah. So all of the walks are only like 10 minutes long. So we're going to have a real bored dog who's going to wake up and be real, real antsy <laughs> around four. Perfect. Dan. Oh, you have a dog. Yeah, I think that. Uh, That's not Dexy. I think that is. Uh, I think that's Janice and the six year old leaving to go back to school after lunch. Dan, we're going to get to that because I'm going <laughs> to yeah, devote sure most are. most of this episode to that. But um, uh, I discussed this on the on the weekend on the bonus. Um but my book deadline has moved. It sure has. It is moved by a lot because um, of uh, editorial and production issues. Yeah. Uh, in that everyone is sick and burned out and Perfect. there's no one to edit the book <laughs> and they don't, and they can't print it. So, uh, you know. so a lot of books are being moved because literally um, there's just not. Those are ed- just small just, details. Just like everything. I mean, there is, I've only slightly embellished. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who are out or everything's backed up and crazy and 
Um, also, there's some printing issues, so production yeah. takes longer. So it's not moved by much. It's still coming out. Like it was supposed to come out in September, and now I think it's coming out in January. Well, there you uh, go. But it buys me. It was like I was given a magic puppy. It's I can't explain it. <laughs> how hard I was against it. Now I have all this beautiful time. And so I had been going for so hard and so long. Yeah. That what I immediately did when I found this out was I started fixing shit in the house. Okay. So the first day I did grocery shop. The second day I told this whole story on the bonus about me doing my laundry. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Now, Dan, I have gone full raccoon since the weekend. Well, what does that mean? Imagine a raccoon. Your shit is toxic? No. I go and stuff and I dig everything out. Oh, okay. So I have been dumping out. Uh, I've done a deep clean, like take all the books off the uh. shelves, clean and polish the shelves. I've decanted all of our games, our games that are like stack up to the ceiling. Yeah. And I'm reorganizing that. I'm reclaiming some beautiful furniture space inside. Um, I've dumped out closets. Nice. Yesterday, I spontaneously flipped the bed. I was like, oh. this rug is crooked and there's dust behind this bed. So by myself, Oscar didn't know what was going on. He was in meetings and he comes out and he finds the mattress in the hallway, sure. the, the plate of the bed in the hallway. I've pulled the whole bed out. I'm stuck under it trying to vacuum it. And wow. He's like, what is happening? I was like, nothing, just doing some stuff. So we're getting a new rug today. Yeah. We're getting our, our classy TV tables are coming. Um, I've prepared, like, not. Uh, you yeah, hear that? I do. Please stop barking, Dex. Maybe there's danger. Our, our neighbors have come back. They've been gone for almost two months. Oh, and wow. that their dog has come, like, their dog, who, Dexy, and she is very obsessed with the dog next door. Oh, okay. So, so whenever the dog next door comes home, she's like, ah! like she's turns into a big ball of excitement. Your neighbors really nailed their timing, their return timing. Yeah. Well anyway, done. Dan, I have ripped this. Like if you look around, everything's ripped apart. But exciting things. You're doing the you're doing the full condo. I'm doing the full thing, Dan. Actually, I'm referring to this as the scrape because this is just me removing the first layer of mm. broken redundant stuff. Yeah. And then once the scrape is done and the clean, like the zzz, then I yeah. go back in for the second organizing where I go, yeah. okay, and now we actually, now we have some room to look at stuff. Then you're ready. Uh, but for example, today, Dan, today I removed from my work, my office closet, which is pretty precious space that I need, which has yeah. been filled for the last two years with seven boxes of gloves, four containers of Lysol. Oh, yeah. Three containers of N95s. Yeah. A whole crate of medicine. What in March 20, that week before we closed down, I went yeah. and I bought every one of every single medicine. Yeah, you did. I bought more than like I bought two boxes of Tylenol because I was like going to hand them out to neighbors and stuff. I basically built an arc of supplies. And today I was like, okay, it's time for the medicine arc to leave my office closet. There and go. go into the medicine and to go into the medicine cupboard. So I went in, I got all the expired medicine out then, and I shoved in all that fresh medicine, some Man. of which will probably expire soon, never having been opened. Wait. But that's a beautiful thing because it means that we got through the great New York burn down. Well, but if you one. need, Dan, what do I do with all these bottles of Lysol now? I mean, just hang on to them. I have too much, I don't have any room. I mean, you could donate them to to? A, to a shelter of some kind. Probably would like them. Really? Homeless, women's. Yeah. You could just walk number. in with three cans of Lysol? I'd call them first and say, hey, I, you know what? Can, I've got I, some. Can I bring you three cans? Well, I am donating a bunch of stuff to the animal shelter. All the stained and kind of ripped blankets that are clean and they usable. They probably but... want Lysol too. Well, I'm giving them a bunch of boxes of gloves. Yeah. But I don't want to be like, here's my weird stuff. Well, no. But like, I mean, it, bottles of Lysol are in use at an animal shelter before COVID. Yeah, but don't you think they need to check to make sure it's real Lysol and not like some weird knockoff or I don't know. I mean, I would just call them and say, hey, you know what? I actually have some cleaning supplies. These are what they are. I'm donating some other stuff. Can I donate this? Do, this you know, is, would you want this stuff as well? 
this has been Lysol talk. <laughs> I, I fully dumped out a bottle of hand sanitizer. You know, we uh, today realized we were out of hand sanitizer upstairs and Janice oh. went downstairs and she came up with a bottle of hand sanitizer that is different than the bottles that we bought when I panic bought a bunch of hand sanitizer in late February 2020. We are officially through the supply. Lasted us nearly two years, but we are through that supply. I must have 12 bottles. And I just, one of it was real fancy, but I, my mother gave me a bunch of fancy hand sanitizer. Yeah. I just poured it down the sink today. I was like, yeah. I can't keep it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Like, I literally need this space back. I cannot live with all this stuff. Like, I don't have any room to put anything down because of all this Lysol and hand sanitizer. I, ca- I, I need somewhere for my notes, Dan. You need somewhere to put your boxes of rapid tests. I've already cleared space for my rapid test. Well, Thank good you. Because I have them. We have a uh, shelf uh, down here in the basement that I call our apocalypse shelf. And it contains our rapid tests and our KN95s and uh, our gloves, hand sanitizer, all of it. I wish if I had a basement, Dan, whew, boy, oh yeah. boy. Our basement is in deep, deep need of a... It- it Very looks nice. deep clean. Well, you are seeing the part that is not stuffed full of things. And even this is fairly full of things. Well, you're anyway. seeing, like, I got a bunch of stuff on my desk here. Like I've, I've pulled it all out, Dan. But boy, oh boy. It. Do you Spring know how. cleaning in January. I like to clean in January. It's very it's fresh. Good, yeah, it's a good, that's a good month. Starting new, starting fresh. Very bright. Yeah. I like January, it turns out. Even though I, I, I say I don't like the dark months. I think of January as a very light month like white Why? like a bright like a morning it's like okay. a, it's like a dawn yeah you get like a big restart yeah it's like cool and crisp and dawn like and it snows and it's isn't it nice man yeah you heard me look at johnson over here yeah i know sunshine johnson well we're gonna i figured that we needed that probably dan because we're gonna get to sinker in a moment <laughs> johnson and sinker <laughs> you guys, you guys, let me, let me just talk to this. Just busy yourself right. for a moment. Okay. okay. You guys, Dan is mad. <laughs> okay. I just need you to brace. Dan's mad. Okay. I'm fine. We, he's mad and we need to be really calm around him <clears throat> because he's upset and he, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. It caught me off guard. Uh, I'm sitting now, down, down now. Yeah. I need some water. Do you want to uh, Do you want to talk about your feelings? Uh, I mean, mostly. Uh, my kids are back in school, Maureen. Don't like it. Don't want it. Don't was, have any options. I was worried about you other d- the other day, Dan, because... When we were talking uh, for the bonus episode, you were literally twitching. Oh, yeah. I was I mean, very stressed out. He was a mess. Like, legitimately, yeah. I was like, he's not okay. Well, and then the day, so we recorded that on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I had some of the worst stomach pain that I have ever experienced to the point that I was like fucking Googling like appendicitis and fucking stomach cancer and shit like that. Like, I felt like I had eaten a cubic yard of gravel or something and, uh, you know, spent a lot of, because like by Saturday night, my stomach was not doing well. And, uh, but I fell asleep and I was like, whatever, it's going to, you know, it'll pass in the night. And it sure didn't. I woke up in Sunday morning. I was like, I feel like fucking hell. And, um, and I realized, I think this is just stress. So thankfully, all of that has passed now. Over the course of yesterday, I started feeling better and better. But yeah, our kids are back in school. In fact, like I said, uh, Janice just went back uh, with the six-year-old who we are uh, pulling out at lunch 
We live very close to his school, which is extremely lucky in this regard. Uh, so we are pulling him out at lunch and coming back home and eating lunch with him and then walking him back to school again because their whole big plan is all school plan falls apart when they get to the part where they're like, and then everyone takes their masks off and eats lunch together. So uh, with cases going as quick as they are and as spreadable as they are, that felt like the uh, 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 not a solution, but at least a thing we could do that reduces uh, reduces his exposure. Some our teen has has throughout this year left at lunch because they have an open campus for lunch. If you are, I think once you're a junior um, and he has gone and eaten lunch by himself in a park uh in large part because as he is now explained like it's just a break like it's a lot and it just gives him a chance to kind of listen to a podcast and eat lunch and reset for the afternoon but um it has been cold as shit here like it is where you are now so yesterday Janice drove over to the high school and met him and <laughs> he ate lunch in the car because it was way too cold to be outside so uh both the kids are back but uh we are we are running the assist for the unmasked portions of their day. That's fun. That's fun. I'm a fan. Yeah. I know you don't love it, Dan. I don't love it. Uh, I live just outside of Chicago where they just went back to school today after the Chicago Public School Teachers uh literally hit the brakes and thank goodness for them uh last week when they were basically like hey administration you have no metrics or any plan whatsoever for how to deal with the fact that this omicron variant is is very very uh very very catchy and uh seems like what precipitated it was the district chicago public school district did have a plan they sent covid tests home over winter break and asked uh, for parents to return them by a certain date so they could be processed. And uh, and then they would at least have some level of understanding of how, you know, COVID prevalence, at least within a subset. And uh, the date to return came and that happened to be a day with a major snowstorm and sub-zero temperatures. And uh, the drop boxes were so overwhelmed that all of the tests froze and I believe they they had 35,000 tests returned and they had to reject 25,000 of them because they were fucked up from being left outside in the cold. And then the district and then the union was like, hey, y'all, let's talk. And uh, they said, let's go remote. And uh, the district, Chicago Public Schools, said, uh, fuck you, we'll just close the schools instead. And so the Chicago Public Schools closed the schools for five days instead of going remote. Uh, and but they finally reached an agreement last night. Chicago Public Schools are back. My kids schools. Uh, we were fully expecting them to. Uh, to say they weren't going back for a little bit. Most of the suburban schools have uh, announced they were not going back for about two weeks. And we were fully expecting our kids schools to do the same. They didn't. So, yeah, I was very stressed out. I'm still very stressed out. Not happy about any of it. Yeah. I think that the administrators at both the high school and the elementary schools probably wince when my emails come in at this point. I've become that parent. Well, Dan. All I want is basic information from them, though. It's really all I'm asking is like, what are your metrics for deciding to not have kids in school? Doesn't seem like a wild question. Are you going to tell everyone what you did today? Yeah. So I have been. <laughs> Dan, don't you guys never let never get to a state where Dan makes you his project. <laughs> uh, so today I set, I submitted Freedom of Information Act requests into the high school and our local health uh, health department because the high school claimed in an email that they cannot institute uh, going remote. 
that the only reason they were able to do it uh, right before winter break, because the high school closed uh, and they went to e-learning, uh, was in consultation with the city health department. And so uh, I submitted FOIA request to the high school and the city health department for any and all written correspondences having to do with uh, with the decision to close. And uh, I consulted with a friend that does FOIA requests at a major newspaper who was like, okay, yeah, so this is how you're wording it. You should word it this way. If you don't say all written correspondences, they're going to just reject it by saying, oh, you know, we were on the phone. Um, and then he was like, and here's my boilerplate that I always include so that if they just say there's too much or we have to redact it and so we can't submit it to you, that that, that you'll get through, you know, two layers of them denying it by using this boilerplate. So I submitted uh, lengthy FOIA requests. <laughs> And you submitted them to where? Uh, so Illinois has decent uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, laws. And so if you are a public entity, school mm-hmm. district, uh, city, that sort of thing, you have to have a way of submitting FOIA requests. Um, and you have to have a designated officer that will uh, handle those requests. So uh, there were literally like the... You know, the high school has a FOIA uh, site on, or FOIA part of their website. The city has a FOIA thing. Uh, the city's one's a little more robust. I think the high school one was a Google form. They're probably going to be like, what is this? But um, And they have the to do one, it, right? Yeah, it's, they have to. In fact, they have to respond within five days. So and that response could be it's going to take us a lot longer than five days to pull this. You know, um, they you also can, you know, they could deny it for some reason uh in which case you can appeal it to the state and that kind of thing we'll see here's the thing i just it's fucking maddening to me maureen it is maddening that and this is i i want to point out that i'm speaking from a position of incredible privilege the entire state of illinois has mask requirements and our schools um the high school only just recently doing it but are doing it now uh, the elementary schools have been doing it this whole year, uh, have weekly testing requirements of every student, right? So w- doing a lot better than most, but it is fucking maddening in my brain that you can be doing all of that and not have publicly accessible metrics that would trigger various responses, whether that is up the amount of interventions that need to happen up to and including going to e-learning or reduce the amount of interventions needed. You know, like it seems fucking natural in my brain that if you are doing all of this information, if you are recording all of this data, if you are collecting all of these spit samples from uh, thousands of kids, you would also have a very clear plan of what that information fucking tells you. But if they do, it doesn't exist, but I just asked for it. Dan, as we well know and have actually discussed right before this call, my mother, before she retired, was a school nurse. Yeah. In a real hardcore capacity. Yeah. Um, to the Where she was the school nurse at the largest tech school in Pennsylvania, possibly, like, it was a big one. So she dealt with a lot of very serious medical conditions and injuries. Yeah. And she also kept very precise statistics right. on every single shop, every single type of injury. Uh, I know this because one of my part-time summer jobs I would get hired to do working under her, which was terrifying because <laughs> my mom is a scary boss, <laughs> was making the charts by hand because there was no like good <laughs> program for this. Yeah. So drawing and sketching out and filling in these massive charts of all like contusions, lacerations, head injuries, like whatever in every single shop. And she had these meticulous notes. Like she could tell you down to the letter and the number. I want that serious, you know, serious injuries times they had to call the squad. Like, you know, Use of every single drug, use of every single uh, safety 
like if they had to ex- employ how many times they had to employ XYZ tool or whatever. Yeah. Times she had to run down and take a finger out of it. She said to me the other day on the phone, Maureen, you know, I don't mean to be squeamish, but I really don't like when the limbs are off. Oh. She's like, seeing those, the limbs atta- unattached from the body has always been a little unpleasant. She had to get a finger out of a machine one time. You telling this story just reminded me that I am playing the best video game right now after Janice just finished it and after the teen had recommended it to her for, I don't know, probably a year. It is called The Return of the Obra Dinn. Have you heard about this game? Mm-hmm. You would like this game, Maureen. It is a mystery where there is a big, uh, like, I don't know when, 1800s, it said 1700s, um, ship that has returned after going missing, I believe is the deal. And you are basically like an insurance adjuster who goes to this ship to figure out what has happened. And the whole thing is just you walking around this empty ship and triggering memories. And you have a book that is 60, the 60 people that were on the boat. Uh, You have a few little photographs or, well, I think they were drawings uh, from the time. And you have to figure out who is who and how each one of them died. (gasps) And... It is amazing. It is also all, and there is a a fair amount of people with missing limbs and things like that. That's what Mm. triggered the memory in my head. The whole thing is also rendered like it is on an original Macintosh computer. So it is all just black and white, Uh, but it is 3D and the music is amazing. And uh, pretty much every night in the last week that I have been super stressed out, I have just gone and tried to solve murders. Uh, Is it, do you just play it on? Computer. It's, it's a, so uh, Janice was playing it on Switch. I was. I'm playing it through Steam. Okay. Uh, it is available in most in most platforms, but it is wonderful. It is also just a really interesting way of kind of outlaying the story. Like the very first thing that you start triggering is the final part of this whole book, and a lot of the chapters in this insurance book that you're filling in. Uh, the first bits of information are like the last part of the chapter and then you kind of fill into the front. So um, there's a really, really interesting sort of nonlinear storytelling aspect to it too. Oh. Yeah. It's really a, a remarkably good Will game. you send me a link to that? I sure will. And do you feel better now that you've talked about it? I do. Let's see that. Sometimes you just got to escape for a minute. I hear you're, that. You're you talking about your mom sewing back limbs. She didn't sew it back. She just got out of the machine, put it in a bucket with some ice and sent it off to the hospital. Because I'm trying to deal with this one guy who has a missing leg. And I can't figure out how his how he how he lost his leg. Because the other part of it is so each uh, each chapter in this book is told. They're like usually about six to eight scenes and you unlock the scenes you kind of you go into sort of like a dream state and you see the scene but it is a still you can walk around it it's three-dimensional but it's a still and so and especially because it's backwards so like you will see someone and they are missing a leg and then you will end up going into a scene before that and you will see them further into the ship doing something that maybe that's the thing that led to the missing leg, but I've got to find the like one part in between that maybe shows them off in the distance. Cause you can kind of like, you'll be at the main part where the person, but each, each thing is the trigger of the exact moment of death of the person that you're looking at. Right. But you can then walk quite far in, at least in some scenes, walk quite far into the ship. So you can see other people doing other shit uh, at the same time is amazing. Speaking of games, Dan, I do believe for Patreon we should do uh, um, we should do keep talking and no one explodes since I have a VR headset. Ooh, and only Ooh. one person has to have the headset. Oh, and then I could be the person with the yeah with the manual. Yeah, oh, be I fun. believe we could stream that. Oh, we could definitely stream that. That would yeah. be fun. I think we should All do right, that. We're think about that. We'll put that on we're the calendar. Think about that. We're trying to escape now. That's what we're doing. We're digging. We're digging. Digging the tunnel. Making a boat. 
doing anything. Anything. Anything to get out of these fucking wretched lives we lead. Not really. Dan. Maureen. Speaking speaking of escape. Yeah. We've done a lot of just COVID talk and things like that. But let's flash back. I've talked about this in a previous episode, a little UK news. Ooh. Uh, UK news. Um, pip, in, pip. Pre- in previous episodes, I talked about Partygate, which is the fact that during the worst of lockdowns, yeah, uh, that uh, in 2020, when when England was on the hardcore lockdown, like where you were only allowed outside for an hour a day, and you could like if you saw another person, you had to run and hide and yeah. climb up a tree. That. Um, the English government had multiple parties. You know. Um, they had a Christmas party. Sure. Uh, they also had a summer party. You know. Uh, now, they tried to deny that these things happened until uh, videos emerged of the uh, pictures of one of the parties, a video of someone who was at the Christmas party talking about the Christmas party. There's also been an investigation into a garden party on the 20th of May, 2020, which was the true height of lockdown. Yeah, that was the whole, that's when everyone locked down. It was the real, really, really serious UK lockdown. Well, they have, they have, there's pictures of a a whole lot of them outside the back garden of number 10, which is the, where the prime minister lives. And I'm just going to read this article. It's from The Guardian. Uh, It was written by Rowena Mason, Jessica Elgott, and Robert Booth. I'm only going to read the first paragraph or so. They denied that this was a party, Dan. They said they were just working outside. But here's the problem, Dan. They sent out invitations. Email shows Boris Johnson aide invited number 10 staff to lockdown BYOB party. (laughs) Oops. Boris Johnson was accused on Monday night of an utterly outrageous breach of lockdown rules as a leaked email showed one of his top officials invited more than 100 Downing Street staff to a, quote, bring your own booze party during the first lockdown. The police are now investigating. The prime minister is believed to have attended the number 10 garden party on 20th, May, 2020, along with Carrie Johnson, then his fiance, after it was advertised by his principal private secretary, Martin Reynolds from the email. Here we go. Hi all. After what has been an incredibly busy period, we thought it would be nice to make the most of the lovely weather and have some socially distanced drinks in the number 10 garden this evening. Please join us from 6 p.m. and bring your own booze. It invited just over 100 employees to the gathering at a time when social mixing was banned, except for one other, except with one other person from an, another household outdoors in a public space. About 30 or 40 are said to have attended with food and wine set out on tables. Some staff reportedly expressed lovely. reservations at the time. From an email, um, why is Mart- Martin encouraging a mass gathering in the garden, one staffer said. Another asked, is this for real? <laughs> On the same day, Oliver Dowden, the cultural, culture secretary, had reminded the public at a press conference, you can meet one person outside of your household at an outdoor public space, provided you stay two meters apart. It goes on from there. You can read the rest of this article. There's lots of articles on it. But Dan... <laughs> It's hard to explain the level of fuckery. <laughs> it's like they had shirts printed. <laughs> but that'll be next week's revelation. They sent out invitations, Dan. You know, how, how else our, would people know? Come to our party. Yeah, BYOB. BYOB, 100 people come to our party. And they <laughs> also, that they have had pictures of for some time. Now, at various points, for example, the Christmas party was held inside of number 10. Uh, Boris Johnson claimed he didn't know it was, it was going on. Yeah, yeah. It was in his house. Hey, you know, he's a very deep sleeper. 
the person they put in charge of investigating this, I believe they had to recuse that person because he may have been at the part. Like, it's been just like a- I was going to say, this is the hot dog costume gif. This is, we're all trying to find out, find the guy who did this. <laughs> they just kept having parties and filming them and taking pictures of them and sending invitations of them. And I mean, then whenever, it, it, whenever someone finds a photo or something, they go, they basically do go, we're just trying to find the guy. Well, we find <laughs> the guy who did this. I mean, it is, it is astounding when I hear things like that, though, because, you know, right now, every Democrat is trying very hard to not return to lockdowns like we had, you know, like we saw um, before. And then you hear things like this, where there was a period of time in England where you could visit with one person outside of your household outside one time a day. And you, you know, you realize we have never locked down in this country. Like, yes, we closed some shit. But we did not lock down. You were allowed outside for one hour for exercise. Yeah, and I know that was true in 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 France. You you you. If you were outside for exercise, you had to have paperwork with you to show that you could be outside exercising. This is when they had a party for a hundred people. Dan. Yeah. During this period. Well, and that even now the police can be investigating that. Well, here's the thing, Dad. At one point when they started talking about all these parties and they started to find the videos and stuff, their ex they said about is the, are the police are the police gonna investigate this? And their answer was, Well, the police don't investigate things that happened in the past. Yeah, that's how it works. Think about that for a second. That's how policing works. It's the only, police only future crimes. Don't investigate things that happened. Yeah. That's a sentence. Yeah. You know, that's how it works. And I believe that that they said that the same day that the police had announced an uh, an investigation into a separate part, like a like a civilian party. Sure. That had happened on the same day. Of course. In 2020. So they're like, Naturally. literally, we are arresting people that fro- that were prosecuting people that were having a party on the same day. And they said, what about that? And they said, no comment. This is the most ridiculous goddamn English thing that has ever happened. And I am 100% here for it. Do you there, think that it will? It is some low level fuckery. Do you High think that level all of this low. will eventually result in Boris Johnson having to leave? Or is he just going to tough it, it is, out? It's hard, Dan, to say because he is such a buffoon. Yeah. And is. But he. The way he survives is by, because he is a buffoon who has just enough knowledge that he is a buffoon, yeah. that he makes being a buffoon his brand. And it's hard to find, he's like, but I'm a buffoon. Right. I buff. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> like, I'm just an idiot. Look at that hair. Like, he does that on purpose. Right. So, I mean, there are certainly a lot of calls for it. Right. It's sort of the... The equivalent of that's just Trump being Trump. That's right. just Boris being Boris. Or like, for example, everybody hates Ted Cruz. Right. When it was, was it Lindsey Graham that was like, you could kill him on the floor of the Senate and you, yeah. no one would arrest you. Yeah. That's your, that's your co-worker saying. <laughs> yeah. We could murder you and <laughs> no one would care. <laughs> so it's hard to say, Dan. But it is some enjoyable fuckery. It's infuriating, but it's also very, very English. And therefore, to me, very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's British funny. It's a dry humor. It's Benny. It's like Benny Hill's in charge. (laughs) put a little yakety sacks behind that yeah behind that garden party yeah so anyway dan they've got that going on well they've got that going on what we've going on maureen is starting this saturday if you can find a rapid test in this country and you have insurance but not if you have medicare you can get it reimbursed by your insurance or 
if you find a pharmacy that has a deal with your insurance company, maybe you can get it for free at the point of purchase. This is like hiring the A-team. It's like a series of riddles. Yeah, if you And if you can find them, then maybe you can hire. <laughs> if you can fire <laughs> you can... A te- find a test, and if you can do this, and if you can do this, then maybe you can get your $19 back. But this is uh, limited to eight tests per month, which can you even imagine being able to find eight tests in a month? Dan, when I use a test now, and I use one maybe once a week. Yeah. One for like not the whole box, just one test. Right. One from your box of two. I feel so guilty for using it. Yeah. It's so good. Like, God damn it. It's negative. <laughs> I wasted it. No. I wasted it. It's only for finding out I have it. What these fucking tests are best at is toss away surveillance. Like, just like, okay, I, cool. Today, I, great. Tomorrow, okay. But that's not how we get them in this fucking country. So, yes, this is the first attempt by the Biden administration to get free tests to us. It is the most possible American solution to this problem that has ever fucking existed. Uh, in terms of, well, we have to make sure it works with our Byzantine fucking insurance system. Um, you might remember that last month Biden said they were going to make 500 million tests free to Americans and that they would mm. ship those to you. That is not this. This is the plan that they announced earlier in December, uh, right after... House White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki laughed off a reporter's question about whether they should be mailing tests to all Americans. Uh, right after that, they announced this excellent insurance plan, but it was not right away, despite the fact that a bunch of people ran off to buy tests right away uh, and probably were bought the last of them. Uh, they were like, it'll happen sometime in January. Well, that is happening now. Since then, they also announced that they are uh, going to get 500 million tests free to Americans. Keep in mind, Maureen, there are 350 million Americans. So 500 million tests sounds like a lot, but that's like one and an eighth of a test for each American. Um, That is still coming. Details are hard to come by. They have signed a couple of multi-million dollar contracts uh, in another wonderfully American way, this whole purchasing of tests is being run through the Department of Defense, which I don't totally understand, but why not? Why not? Uh, so, yeah, the de- the Defense Department announced that they have, uh, have issued contracts to various defense contractors to buy tests. Sure. Makes sense. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why you don't think that makes sense. And then the White House is negotiating with the post office right now to retain some of the seasonal staff that they hired up on for the holidays to then be able to do this. You will eventually be able to put in a request on some website and then they will mail you, I believe, two tests. You okay? I just... I wanted them to be better than they are, I think, is Mm. really what I wanted. That's what I wanted, Maureen. Remember back in the glory days when the vaccine was flowing and it suddenly was like, this is great. We're getting out of this. And it was like, you know what? Our expectations of Joe Biden were very low and maybe we owe him an apology. And now here we are. And I think maybe our expectations were right. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Dare you. I'm How? just saying. Oh. I know. Oh, what? Well, Amy Carter Shoe. <sighs> I feel like your motivations are slightly different than mine. What do you mean? Well, I'm going to allow you your love. But I would like, uh, you know, if you run for a job based on your sort of cool-headedness and competency against the other candidate who is not cool-headed or competent, I just kind of wish that the competency part still stuck around. That's what I wish. Mm-hmm. That's what I wish. He's a cool guy. I mean, he's a cool dude. I like the glasses. I like ice cream. Yeah, I like the glasses, too. I, I know you do. Uh, but that's not I my favorite part. Do. It's not my favorite I part. I know that it's not. No. 
I know that it's hanging not. lower than ever. <sighs> Every year it gets lower. Yeah, I bet that's true. It's like the Arctic Shelf. Okay. Uh, uh, isn't the Arctic Shelf cracking off into the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cracking. Oh, no. Yeah, I like the crack. Oh, God, I opened that one wide open. Oh, you opened it wide open. Oh, yeah. No. Now you. Oh. Oh. You fully disappeared from my screen for a minute. Did I? Like my screen went, compl- it was it was like I had broke it to the point where you just disconnected. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, speaking of the White House's excellent response to all of this, the Washington Post reported today, Maureen, that the CDC is, quote, weighing, recommending that people upgrade to KN95 or N95 masks and do away with their cloth masks. So not use something useless. Yeah. And not use something useless that everyone has known is useless for quite a while. Right. Yeah. Not really clear clear what they're weighing instead of just making the recommendation. But it's certainly right now at this point is very much common knowledge that cloth masks offer very little protection against Omicron. Surgical style masks only offer a little bit more. Doctor at the House of Representatives, when they came back, uh, after winter break, ordered that all members move to KN95s. So they've known. Of course, because uh, their timing on all of this has been amazing every fucking time. By the time they finally make these recommendations, we are beginning to see uh, KN95 masks and N95 masks, which have been very easy to get for the last eight, nine months. Uh, supplies on those have become pretty constrained at this point. Um that the places that I have talked about on this podcast many times, I just checked them this morning. Uh, Bonafide Masks, who I like a lot, is now saying that it's gonna. they are shipping in about two weeks. They used to fill those orders in about one day. Uh, also, their price of KN95s, which used to be about eight bucks, nine bucks for a 10-pack, is now up to 13. So, uh, you know, capitalism is great, isn't it? Um yeah. Sort of so, like the whole pricing of the test thing, Dan. Yeah. It is. It is. It's uh so yeah, they will make these recommendations. People will attempt to find the new masks. They are going to be hard to come by. They will end up on Amazon, which is absolutely flooded with counterfeit masks, uh, which are not great. Um and uh yeah, we're going to be right back in the same fucking shit show that we've been in all along they could have put in the defense production act i don't even know why i'm singing this is how frustrated i am they could have included fucking procuring these masks as part of these defense contracts that they're putting out for the tests and they could have been sending masks and tests at the same time to anyone that fucking wanted but instead they're going to think oh maybe we should give these away in like next fucking june when we're back at you know low level of cases again <sighs> you all right <laughs> i just had to punctuate that with a fart it's very funny now and you know what then you can't overdo it i can can't oh few no wait you can oh yeah it's that one all right anyway i just want competency we're two fucking three years coming up into this Don't thing. Don't you dare say that. I mean, Do not say we're going into year three of this. I mean, well, technically the world is already in year three of this. The United States is about mm, one month away from year three. No. So, no. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm definitely hitting that point, Dan, where I realize that I don't know what one does outside the house. Oh, Yeah. I know oh, yeah, that yeah, we've yeah. been there for a while, but like now I realize it's. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was. A... That's her really letting me know that that's not just the, the, the dog next door. That's a kind of. That particular noise means I heard a thing. Oh, good. And you see, it doesn't continue. It's a. Ah! Like, that's her danger. Just a what? Kind of. A... <laughs> huh? Say what? Yeah. Year three. Yep. No. Yeah. 
so pleased with yourself. <sighs> it's fun because it happens and then there's a little delay and then I see your reaction on your face and it makes me laugh every time. People expect more of us. Do they? I don't think At so. At this point. Nah. In year six. No. <laughs> they don't expect shit. No. This is our 226th episode. Mm-mm. Of this our... podcast. Right. We've and done, how many, I think, 110 uh, town watches at this point. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Eight episodes, Dan. Eight. Eight episodes. Eight. See, this is what happens. This is just like me and that fucking FOIA request. I'm like, well, I'm not going to give up. Dan, but the good news is once we get through uh, this more recent COVID spike, we can go back to discussing things like what's happening with the insurrectionists. Yeah. Well, I mean, the really good news is once we're through this COVID spike, we can start talking about the 2022 midterm elections. Hello? Are you there? She's just shaking her head no. We'll also I'm... be able to talk about the Supreme Court outlawing Roe v. Wade. So we got that going for us, too. Why Real are you banner like this? Year. Why are you like this? Why A are you like this? Good year. 2022. No. Why? Why are who did this to you? Me. I did this to me. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me bang my desk with my fist. That's <laughs> the best part. Like I'm calling everything to order. <laughs> I make out this. I go thunk. <laughs> this episode. Says who is made possible by now you. Now I'm real nervous that you're going to do it. I'm not. I'm through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday, if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, you get a blah, whole, blah, 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 I don't blah, even blah, know blah. what I'm saying. You get a whole nother episode of this, this, <laughs> who wouldn't want this? Well, and maybe if you, if we're going to do the keep talking and, not, like and nobody that. explodes. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll do that sometime. That'll be fun. More stuff, Dan. Like, uh, we'll watch Twilight. We'll play some video games. <laughs> I like it. I like more stuff also because definitely the thing that you and I need is more things. That's to right. Do. Mm -hmm. We're just very idle people. That's the thing. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y. At says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Let me just point out, uh, it is worth saying a lot of you listening right now and a lot of you in the Facebook group are uh, dealing with COVID or dealing with family members or friends with COVID. And uh, that group has been an amazing little spot for people to uh, support each other through all of this. Uh, so thank you for being a part of that group. And thank you, Janice Dillard, for moderating it. Um, it is uh, a remarkable little spot on the Internet. There is also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. You can spread the word. Subscribe. Please do leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, the 19th of January for our very next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from a pile of stuff in my apartment here in New York, it's getting, oh, Dan, when I vacuumed the wall behind the bed. Wow. Like wow. along the baseline, along the base. And man, I love that, Dan. Watching that canister is, uh... fill up with, you got to do your baseboards, Dan. We don't do shit. Our man. place is so gross. You gotta want to do the baseboards, man. <sighs> well, I'm glad. Glad for you and your baseboards. That's right, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want me to say goodbye? Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, this... that's not it? No. I mean, it doesn't matter. This has been... Th thank you for coming <sighs> to... 
says who? Stop it. Stop it! God damn it. You're a journalist. You're a father. You're a journalist. You're a professor. You're an expert. Listen to yourself. I'm, you guys, I'm really sorry. I'll wait. I'll wait. I will. You're ruining it for everybody, Dan. That was all one breath. Are you proud? I'm really lightheaded. Yeah, okay. This is Spencer. <laughs>